Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, we're going to be talking about writing, and as I am joined by book coach and world builder, Andrew Wall, what he does is he helps fiction and science writers turn their story into reality. He's a book coach, so if you know of anybody that wants some book coaches services, this is the man to go to. Andrew Wall, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm a, I'm excited to any at any opportunity to talk about what I do. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. So before we get into what you do, let's let's start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I, well, I'm a proud father of two. I have a lovely wife who is also my business partner in this coach book, uh, this book coaching endeavor. Uh, and we started this business, Craft Better Books while ago and kind of ended up there and doing this through a really roundabout way. We both had other careers. My formal education was in history and religion and philosophy and Katie's, my wife's was in, uh, was actually in creative writing. Uh, and we, we just ended up in this really interesting space where we were talking with people who needed help with thinking through story and thinking through uh, uh, these different opportunities um, of, uh, sorry, no, that's the, not the right word. You have to forgive me. Sometimes I, I, my brain goes a little faster than my mouth. Um, we, uh, we had these wonderful opportunities to work with people who needed help working out story and how story works. And my wife actually got into it first, but I'm a huge nerd and love reading and love consuming all things fantasy and science fiction. And so I uh, was kind of helping over her shoulder in a, in a lot of ways until I got sucked into it too. So that's kind of how we, how I ended up in this lovely, lovely profession of just getting to work with people who have a story that they want to tell and helping them make that story the best that it can be and have the best chance of getting either picked up by a publisher or if they want to go in self-publishing avenue that's what we're here for is to, is to help with that well tell us exactly what you guys do because i don't know that i've ever heard of a <laughs> book culture or what you do so tell us exactly what you do like let's say if i came to you guys and i'm a writer what, what could i expect from your services absolutely so there's a couple different kinds of writers that come to us the first kind are people who have a story idea and they want help crafting that story idea into an actual story. So those people would usually start working with me. Uh, again, we I work mostly with fantasy and science fiction writers. So I would help them create these fictional worlds that their stories are going to take place in. Walk through everything from uh, creating maps all the way through creating fictional societies and religions and culture and all the power dynamics that are in those uh, that are that 
set up the tensions and the backdrops for the story that they want to tell. Um, and then I would help them. The next kind of the next step would be sitting down and really doing some concentrated work on planning out story, the story itself, setting the foundation by coming up with what we call story guiding principle. This is kind of like the big theme, like that takeaway that you want the reader to walk away with. We help people formulate that. And then thinking through character arcs and plot arcs and making sure all that stuff ties together and supports supports each other is kind of the name of the game. The other kind of writer that comes to us is someone who has already finished their manuscript uh, and wants help assessing how to make it better. So those people, usually we would do what's called a manuscript evaluation for them, where we read their whole manuscript and we give them feedback on areas that it can be strengthened. And that's usually more big picture things like how the story's working. And then they, we have various packages, a lot like the story planning package that I described, where we go in and we make sure that the foundation's good um, and that the story's working out exactly how they want it to. Because writing is actually really, really hard. Uh, most, most people think like, oh, you know, like writing, writing a fiction book is so easy. You just sit down, you make stuff up. Like, yeah, that's part of it. But there's a lot else that goes, goes into it. Because if, if you just write stuff uh, and you're not making sure that you're telling a good story, you're never going to be able to capture your reader's attention and hold them there and get them excited and invested in your characters. So we do, uh, that's what we help people create. We make sure that there's emotion on the page and, and that the story works. Well, explain to people what world building is and why it is so important to fiction writers. Yeah. World building is something that I absolutely, <laughs> uh, which might sound a little silly since, um, again, this is the making stuff up part. But ultimately, what world building is, is creating a logical and consistent setting for the story that is a web of interconnected relationships. So essentially what I help people do is create a bunch of set pieces, but then dive to a deeper layer and figure out how those things interact with each other and react to each other. I do everything from, as I said, helping people create maps for their worlds, making it kind of tangible in their minds, from what they have in their mind to something that they actually have in front of them that they can reference. Uh, I and from there, we kind of move into developing history for their world because no, no, no story in real life happens in a vacuum. And the same way, no story in a book should be happening in a vacuum. There's things that don't make it onto the page that are kind of floating around, but influencing things that are happening in the story itself. Really good example Someone I always quote, there's a fantasy author by the name of Patrick Rothfuss, who's famous for his book, Name of the Wind. And uh, he was interviewed on what he does for his world building. Someone asked, asked him, how much of your world building makes it into your story? Uh, and he said, well, a good rule of thumb for most authors is about 10%. But for me, it's about, it's about three. <laughs> uh, 
So I help people create all the stuff that they're not actually going to include in their story, but is helping create the context of it so that they can write something that's meaningful and feels three-dimensional. And um, what's the best way to say this? Three-dimensional as well as compelling and feels real. Um, that's my goal and my hope is to help people create fictional worlds that feel real because there's nothing more engaging and compelling uh, than a world that's begs for our curiosity and our engagement when we're coming to coming to a fantasy or a science fiction novel. When is the best time to start world building during the writing process? That's a really, really good question. Uh, there are, man, there are people that uh, come to us that end up doing world building after they already have written their manuscript. Uh, I personally don't recommend doing that because doing world building is tinkering with the very fundamental building blocks of story. And so when you come to kind of shore up your world building after you've already written your first draft, you're going to end up most likely having to do a rewrite in light of all the new information that you have created and included. And that that often happens in those cases is people end up having to do a rewrite. So I highly recommend starting with world building. Uh, even if you don't have a story idea, doing world building as an exercise can be a really great thing for just imagination and exploration, things that are that are real, because a lot of research goes into world building. And that's where I help people a lot is shortcutting some of that. Uh, but I really recommend starting with the world building, again, because you're creating the foundation, these building blocks, these essential components of your story. Because no character or no person in general exists outside of a context. They are, we are products and creations of social structures and uh, pressures, uh, religions that were raised up in our family dynamics, all of those things feed into us and help shape and create who we are. And characters in a book need all that stuff too in order to feel, uh, to feel real and compelling and to be people that we can connect with and to be vessels through which these themes and messages that the writer wants to communicate to their readers can actually be contained, contained in. If, if a writer wanted to build a fictional world, give some recommend recommendations or some best practices on doing that. Sure. So I, um, I've developed a, what I call my five phase framework for world building that really is an approach designed to make things simple. Because the number one question that I get from people when it comes to world building is where do I even start? Where do I even begin? Um, because there is just so much to do and it can feel really, really overwhelming to sit down and go, okay, yeah, my task today is to make a world. What? <laughs> where do I begin? So I, I've come up with this five-phase framework that's kind of a ground-up method of approaching world building that kind of starts off with laying a foundation. I kind of mentioned earlier, kind of gathering set pieces together. So this is kind of defining your, the rules of your world, uh, making, making that map, 
allocating essential resources. So figuring out where different material, building materials, food resources, water resources, all that stuff is on your map and creating plants and animals and any sentient species that you're going to be including, whether that be humans or something else. Uh, and then thinking through uh, technology and if it's a fantasy, magic usually, and how those things influence the world and what, uh, what exactly someone's going to do, what someone's going to create in terms of magic and technology has huge ramifications and ripple effects for the later work. So all of this is kind of, again, foundational stuff. Uh, and then we move into creating context, chronological context, again, creating a timeline of historical events. And this kind of overlaps with some of the work on crafting economics and politics. But I always have people start with a timeline and just get some big, broad brush strokes on there um, before moving into economics, politics, and power. Uh, but I help people think through everything from uh, what economic systems are in place in their world through uh, how to apply that to smaller level. So what that means for the everyday life of people, the same thing with political systems and systems of governance, uh, and all to the end of really thinking through power dynamics um, and how power dynamics work in societies and between people uh, that have differences in wealth or, or ethnic differences or religious differences and how which groups have power and which don't have power and how that affects people's lives. Again, a lot of it gets really philosophical because it is, which is where my, my training in history and religion and philosophy really comes in handy. And then uh, the cherry on top, which is where everyone usually likes to start is creating the culture itself. Uh, so thinking through art, what customs a society has, what kinds of stories they tell about themselves, religion, how they educate their young to pass on culture, how they design their settlements and where they live. All of that is like the really, really quick and dirty version of my five-phase framework um, and all of the little steps that, that are a part of it. But in from start to finish, we're starting with big picture stuff and working our way to smaller and smaller pieces as we go to ensure that, again, it's a solid foundation. There's room for taking into to building boundaries and rules um, and for oneself in order to create the most meaning uh, possible. Well, what is the secret to an author building a compelling plot for a story? I think a, a big part of that is finding a story that is a natural part of the world that they have created. So once you've kind of created this world, there you have a good understanding of kind of the cause and effect relationships between everything. And so being able to really dial in and dial, uh, dial down on these relationships and figuring out where there's tensions and where conflict is most likely to happen and using that to kind of figure out what story you want to tell. And even if you already have a story idea, figuring out where in your world that story really fits, uh, then you have to design 
character. And this is the funny thing about plot that a lot of people get backwards is a lot of people think a story is about having good plot. And that's true to a certain extent, but a but the plot is just a series of events that happens to your protagonist, to your main character, um, that they have to wrestle with and react to um, along a transfer, a course of transformation in the book. And that's really what the secret to a solid plot is, is designing this character and really figuring out how you want them to change over the course of your book. Uh, and when you really invest in your protagonist, in your main character to this, to this extent and really flesh them out, figure out their situation in the world that you've built uh, and figure out what, what things, flaws they have, what room do they have to grow and how are they going to grow over the course of your book? Then you really have the materials you need to craft a plot, not that you're just going to arbitrarily force your character through, but a plot that has an end to helping this character undergo this transformation. Because that's really one of the most compelling things about reading fiction is that we participate in the story if we feel like we connect with these characters. And if, as we see these characters change and grow, that challenges us to change and grow as well. And it challenges us to think about things that we wouldn't normally think about or think about how we approach other people or certain situations. And that character connection is absolutely vital to story. So the secret of writing a compelling plot is to have a compelling character who has a really compelling transformation arc in the story. Well, let's talk about writing a series. How, how is this? How is writing a series different than writing a standalone book? And also tell us some of the things that writers should keep in mind when writing a series. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things to keep in mind about writing a series is that you're not just writing a collection of stories. You're writing a. You're writing one big story. And so however many books, whether it's a duology or a trilogy or something with even more books than that, you have to keep in mind that there is a big character transformation and a big plot arc that is playing out over the course of the entire series. And all of the self-contained character arcs and plot arcs of the books are all stepping stones on that process. The other thing that I would really say that people need to keep in mind when preparing to write a series over writing a standalone book is that there's a certain degree that the planning for it becomes a little bit more complicated. And not, not only are you planning this overarching story with all these little smaller stories nested inside of it that are really a part of it, you're also, you also need characters that are complex enough to grow in multiple dimensions. Uh, so if, if a character only has a single flaw and that single flaw is addressed in the first book, you don't have a lot of room to take your character new places. So you need to spend almost more time 
uh, thinking through all the multiple facets of the society that has helped shape your character, considering both majority and minority populations, and similarities and differences between them. Uh, and then when developing your characters, really flesh out where in society they or- originate, what side of various social tensions are they on, what have they been raised to believe is true, have they experienced trauma in any capacity as a result of their affliction, affiliations, and what other top three loyalties and their and the order of importance to those loyalties. I mean, like thinking through stuff like that, uh, and then challenging a lot of those preconceived notions over the course of uh, of the series is is really important. I think another thing is that world building becomes a, almost an ongoing process when you're world building for a standalone book. You world build up until the start of the book, and then you write the book and the end, that's it. You don't ever have to come back like with a series and go, okay, so all of this happened. The story that I just wrote, how did that change the world? What ripple effects did it send out into, into neighboring societies that never made it onto the page? What, how did it change the way certain groups of people thought or feel? How did the events of this book that I just wrote, how does that change the world building that I've done already? And so you almost have to revisit world building and throughout the process. Uh, then the, I think the last thing to keep in mind is, is that there's a certain extent that you can't plan everything out. Like you can plan it a little bit, <laughs> but you also have to be willing to uh, be flexible. Um, because decisions you make in book one are going to affect what you can actually write for book two. You might make decisions in in book one, ultimately, that force you to have to change your original plan for what book two is going to be. And that's okay. Uh, All best laid plans in the world of writing are things that are ultimately subject to your intuition and how how willing you are to stay true to your characters and the struggles that you put them up against. (laughs) Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about? Well, I mean, one of the things I'm working on right now is I have a, I have a online course called that's currently called one month world building. Uh, that kind of walks people through this five-phase framework and, and the world-building process in and of itself and just kind of gives you the basics so you can you can tackle the process of world-building in as little as a month. Uh, I'm in the process of overhauling that course, expanding it, making it bigger, uh, a little bit more in-depth. It's going to undergo a title change, world-building made simple. But that so I have like working on that. I have a, a couple other project ideas in the wings that and I'm working on it constantly, uh, constantly trying to come up with tools and, and digital products that are going to be helpful for writers as they tackle the really big task of writing a novel. I think my, the, the thing that my absolute favorite um, thing to do is, is the coaching that I do though. It's one thing to, to do digital, you know, like to write an ebook for someone to use or to do a digital course where you're introducing an idea. Uh, but I really love one-on-one work and working with people through these planning processes. 
I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, and it's really awesome getting to know, uh, getting to know writers and getting to know their really, really cool ideas, things that I would never be able to think about. So uh, if I had to recommend anything from that, I would say, uh, you know, if you want to write a book, hit me up. I'm your guy. I want to, I want to work with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think the, the biggest project right now is the world building made simple, but there are, there are other things, other things waiting in line behind that, just ready to, ready to, ready to, for me to wrap this up and jump on those. Well, how do people hit you up? Throw out your contact information, your website and social media links. So people can yeah, hit you up. Absolutely. So yeah, go to craftbetterbooks.com. That easy craftbetterbooks.com and just poke around on the site. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can, that we, that I can help you out. Uh, or you might prefer working with my wife. She, <laughs> she has her own, her own set of gifts and, uh, and, and talents as well. But yeah, craftbetterbooks.com. You can follow us on Instagram at craftbetterbooks. And uh, we, we'd love to get in touch with you. And you can always send us a message through there and we, we, can, we can talk. We do free 30-minute consultations for people that are interested in working with us. So if you don't know exactly what you want to do, you can always, you can always jump on one of those and we can talk about it. We'll close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe some something that we didn't touch on that you would like to touch on. Give us some final thoughts. Hmm. I think, I think what I'd like to leave all you listeners with today is that anyone can write a book, even even you. It is hard, and it does take a lot of work, but it's something that everyone can do. And if you don't have the knowledge set and the tools for that, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, a book coach in general, is here to walk with you through that process of writing a novel, of taking that story that you really want to tell and getting it onto the page. We provide the knowledge, the tool set, and help you develop that tool set, learn that. And we also offer accountability. And encouragement. We are your, I'm especially your biggest fan. If, if you work with me, I, I geek out about everything. Uh, but if you, you have a story that you want to tell, never shy away from telling it. Because there's a chance, there's a chance that it could change somebody's life. So I will leave you with that little piece. Ladies and gentlemen, craftbetterbooks.com. Please be sure to follow them and support their services. And if you know of anybody that's looking to write a book and in need of a coach, like Andrew said, hit them up. Listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. After listening and Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been my pleasure. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.